0: Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. Today I want to talk about the latest in the negotiations between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association. I gotta say... Tuesday was not a good one for baseball fans in terms of hoping for the sport to come back in 2020 at some point, hopefully by July, but at all uh, seems to be in jeopardy now after the two sides seem to be very far apart on the economic proposal, so we're going to talk about that, but I just want to shed light on the great guests that we've had on the show and, and how well... I feel like uh, the content is going for this current situation. And I think um you know having guys like Brent Rooker come on it really enhances the uh, the show and enhances the content that that you get to hear and that I get to hear and, and things that I get to learn about so um, you know the, the guests that have come on I couldn't be more thankful I'm I'm also very thankful for all of your ears and, and all of you for tuning in over these last few months as we wait for baseball and and hopefully you know as much as I love having guests and I love talking um, to these people and to these players and to these writers. I'm hoping that we have games to talk about uh, in the relatively near future. But I, I'm going to keep on keeping on. With that being said, tomorrow I'm going to be up in uh, Bay Lake at a cabin. So there will be no show on Friday. Uh, I apologize. This is the first missed show since the coronavirus shutdown. I'm going to be uh, gonna be on a boat maybe or, or just sitting outside in the sun. So no show on Friday. But we'll be back on Monday. Uh, Next week, Mitch Horacek is a pitcher in the Twins organization and uh, as well as Chris Valamont, who came over in a trade last summer. We're going to talk to him, uh, came over in the Sergio Romo deal as well. So uh, looking forward to those two interviews, maybe a few more for you next week. Um, But again, nothing on Friday from the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. A lot of podcasts are only doing three days a week on the Lockdown Sports Network I've been doing five this week, it'll be four, uh, and moving forward it should be five and will be five for the foreseeable future, and hopefully in a few weeks or in several weeks we have baseball to talk about. Let's let's jump into this proposal, jump into what happened on Wednesday, what the heck happened on Wednesday. So we knew that Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association were going to meet on Wednesday to talk about economics, and we knew that they had conversed or at least negotiated the health and safety plan last week and it seemed like you know they were in cahoots and they were ready to go on that front um you know on the health and safety plan of moving forward with that but we knew that the economic proposal loomed large and we knew that these two sides were far apart we knew that major league baseball had floated the idea of revenue sharing and the major league baseball players association was not excited about that absolutely not they said that you know, institutes a salary cap. That's already a huge cut on what we had already agreed to cut for 2020, which would be prorated salaries, a per-game basis. So Major League Baseball didn't even formally bring forth that plan to the MLBPA. Instead, they drew up a new proposal that they brought forward on Tuesday afternoon to the uh, MLBPA. And, and the MLBPA was very disappointed, according to Evan Dralich of The Athletic and according to most uh, major baseball writers and what they heard Because this proposal slashed salaries like we've never seen before. Uh, Just nuts what this proposal did. Uh, It was a sliding scale where, and I talked about this on Tuesday, and I didn't know the degree to which they were going to cut these salaries. I also didn't fully understand this, but I've read more about it and seen the numbers. And uh, it, it really is wild that MLB would bring this forward and expect it to be uh, accepted or negotiated with open arms and it seems like this is not even a starter really for the mobpa they are discussing things today or they have been discussing things today about a possible uh you know a counter a, a counter deal that would probably not be a sliding scale or revenue sharing something that benefits both sides of compromise hopefully we have not heard anything really that benefits both sides here uh you know to this point up to this day and it was disappointing but here's what that plan is institutes players who are making less money take less of a percentage cut players making the highest salaries that would be mike trout and garrett cole are taking the biggest salary cuts a 35 million dollar player and that's mike trout garrett cole range would be making 7.84 million in 2020 35 to 7.84 and a really really good point here and i think the best point about this entire thing that MLB should just feel ashamed that they would even float this. In. And it, it's certainly really confusing while they thought that this would ever fly is that Mike Trout and Gerrit Cole have guaranteed contracts for the next like eight years, at, at least at the minimum. So if you are, I mean, in Gary Cole's cases is, is the next eight years after this. And then Mike Trout's double digits, but uh, in years, so they have guaranteed money. Why would they play? They have pregnant wives, you know, and if they want to be with their wives and their families during, you know, this pandemic, which is absolutely something that, that is understandable and something that you shouldn't even, it goes without saying, why would they play for a fraction of their salary, like a fourth, more, less than a fourth of their salary for 2020, you know, a fifth, like 20% basically of their salary when they have guaranteed money uh, over 300 million each, for the next eight plus years, I just don't know why they would play, and I wouldn't blame them for not wanting to play. Uh, in this case, a lot was floated that that Major League Baseball wanted to separate the union into higher-priced players and lower-priced players, such as uh, arbitration-level players, pre-arb players with the with the very expensive uh, Mike Trout and Garrett Cole, expensive. For the right reasons, their talent level is uh, unforeseen, and, and they deserve to make every dollar that they do make, uh, especially with the, the margin that the league brings in for revenue, they make fair salaries, and paying them $7.84 million, a $35 million player, is, it's almost criminal, and it doesn't make much sense at all for anyone to play really uh, making more than $20 million. because for a $20 million player, they're making $5.15 million. That would be our friend Josh Donaldson only going to pull in $5.15 million. And, and some of these would get boosted with postseason revenue because teams get a share of postseason revenue, but the owners are so scared, and I understand this aspect. They're so scared that a second wave of the coronavirus is going to come in the fall and it's going to wipe things out for the postseason when they make a bulk amount of their money. They are arguing that for every regular season game played, they're going to lose money, Major League Baseball. But they're going to make that money back essentially because postseason revenue is so flush uh, because of those national TV contracts with ABC and, or with Fox uh, for the postseason. So. They are worried, and they're trying to mitigate risk here, and I understand that, but do you really want baseball to come back? If you really wanted baseball to come back, you would not – not push this right now when we're in literal crunch time. This is crunch time. That we they know the soft date is June 1st. If they want to get back to spring training on June 10th and start on 4th of July weekend, they know they gotta get something done. So why are you even talking about this? These are smart businessmen that know better. That that know that this is not gonna fly with the MLBPA and they still do it. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built bars are tasty the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are 16 amazing flavors, 8 with chocolate and nuts, 8 with chocolate without nuts, and the bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They're also soft and easy to chew. Built bars are also healthy. Built bars great for the health conscious guy loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber flavor profiles peanut butter brownie flavor profile mint brownie 15 grams of protein in the mint 20 grams of protein in the peanut butter only 170 calories in the peanut butter brownie and only 110 in the mint brownie. Not a lot of sugar either. Three grams of carbs in the peanut butter brownie, five grams of net carbs in the mint brownie. Really, really healthy, really, really tasty. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off at builtbar.com. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, The Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influence responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas, and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, or both, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 Now wherever audiobooks are sold. This was never going to fly. Major League Baseball had to know that this pay-sliding structure where they're slashing a $35 million player down to $7.84 million, which is still, again, a lot of money, and we know that, but you got to think, put yourself in the player's shoes here. Put yourself in the shoes of a player who's taking all the risk coming back to the field. And, yes, athletes aren't at the highest risk uh, for the coronavirus. But there's so so much we don't know about this virus. And I've seen it firsthand, the problems that we still have with testing and with, you know, contract tracing and those things. My grandma, it took her two and a half weeks to get her test back, which is just unbelievable to me. Uh, it's just I cannot believe that a test would take that long to come back, and it really showed me the problems that we still have here with the coronavirus. And, and we certainly are getting better, and the numbers are trending in the right direction, but you know, when over 1,000 people are dying every day, it's still a huge risk for anyone to go to a grocery store, much less play baseball and go on an airplane uh, regularly multiple times per week. So the players are taking all the risk here, and if you're going to slash their salaries by 80%, uh, there's not there's not much incentive for them to play, and, and Major League Baseball had to know that. But it, I do come back to, you know, if the question is how optimistic am I or how am I feeling about the start of the 2020 season, I was in a terrible mood uh, on, on Tuesday. I was just in a terrible mood about – about baseball because it's so embarrassing to me that they let this they let this come out and they let this come to the forefront and the media you know is leaked to this this information is leaked to the media leaked to the media and everyone knows what's going on and every it's almost like an open negotiation slashing through the media uh, fighting about money and right on the day where NHL is announcing that they're going to return in July and and Gary Bettman is thanking the National League you know National Hockey League Players Association for their understanding and, and their agreement to move forward with a 24 team postseason plan for hockey and on the same day baseball is so far apart in economic negotiations and then another bomb drop was that oh but actually they're really far apart in health and safety uh negotiations as well and I take that with a grain of salt and that was kind of confirmed you know yesterday when they were talking about it, it no one's gonna let the season blow up over showers or hydrotherapy I mean those things can be negotiated it's gonna be the money and uh, it sucks that it is the money because I think that they should be talking way less about the money and way more about health and safety and about contingency plans if a player gets sick or if a team gets sick, much less, uh, you know, multiple teams get sick. I think it's disappointing for me. It's sad for me because it feels like we're trending in the direction where we're going to say, yeah, 2020 was canceled because the players and uh, Major League Baseball couldn't come into an agreement. With that being said, from what I've read, you know, about this and and from Bob Nightingale and and from John Heyman and and various other sources is baseball and the players understand how much is at stake here. They understand that what are baseball fans going to do if the season doesn't come back until next spring training? I mean, I think about myself in that I think about what I'm going to do with the podcast. I think about what I'm going to do with my writing at twins daily. You can only talk about the 2019 twins for So many days and trust me, I, I can do it. And I love the 2019 twins and I love, you know, the other 59 twins teams or 58 twins teams. This would be the 60th season. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, what do you do at that point? What do you do without baseball for like over a year? It It's just it's almost unthinkable. Um, and then the fans that are on the fence, not even fans like me who follow it very closely and love the game and, and I'm committed to baseball and it's something that I want to do for my career, but think about fans on the fence too. You're going to lose them. You're going to lose those people, especially when the NBA comes back and the NHL comes back and eventually the NFL comes back. Where is baseball falling in that? And that comes at the same time that baseball's attendance and popularity is is not great. You know, it's, it's still probably the second, you know, it's second in most markets to football, but it's not trending in the right direction and this would this would destroy things even more. So I, I remain cautiously optimistic that they know that there's too much to lose. I hope that that's the case, but it's just so disappointing and embarrassing when these negotiations come out to the to the public and everyone can see it and everyone reads it and everyone's ripping on baseball. People don't even like like baseball. like NFL fans are laughing at baseball, and that pisses me off too. I hate that. Because it's so embarrassing to the sport that that's the viewpoint. This is the viewpoint right now is that MLB is fighting about money when that's the last thing stopping them from from getting on the field. And, you know, I'll take back all of this. I mean, it's not going to change. That part won't change. These last couple days can't be changed. But you can kind of alleviate some of that with coming to an agreement before June 1st or by June 1st or you know June 5th or whenever the hard date is set because they need some time to get back to spring training and, and bring everyone back like I mentioned on Tuesday. But it, that can be alleviated. I just think that it's been so embarrassing as a baseball fan to – I just shake my head. I shake my head. I put my hand on my forehead, and I'm just like, geez, what are we doing here? What's What is going on? figure it out, sit down at the table without a media member in the room (laughs) or someone who's going to go run to John Heyman and Evan Drellich, and I'm not ripping those guys at all. They're just doing their job, and they're doing a phenomenal job, and it's really nice that – definitely nice that we as fans have an inside and we know what's happening at the table. I wouldn't even be able to talk if it weren't for the media right now because I wouldn't know what's going on. So absolutely in no way, shape, or form am I ripping the the Major League Baseball media like The Athletic or anything like that. I'm just saying – the owners like leaking everything in major league baseball and the players leaking everything to the media. It just creates more distress and more pressure and more embarrassment for the league. And I'm quite sick of that. And I'm almost um, like fatigued by, by this ongoing negotiation in the media. Uh, it's frustrating, and I hope they can get something done soon. I hope I have better news for you next week when we have those awesome two guests, two pitchers from the Twins system. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast this week. Again, no episode on Friday. I'll be back on Monday. Thanks again for listening. Go Twinks. I hope baseball's back soon. Uh, let's stay optimistic. Let's stay up. Stay healthy. Go Twinks.